Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Show Me Mo School Facilities Podcast hosted by Joshua Peach, that's me, and the MSPMA, Missouri School Plant Managers Association. We just did a little bit of recording, muted. So this is take <laughs> two. The, I think that the first one would have been even better. Um, but I am excited to have with me Amy Roderick. And this is an interesting guest because Amy is not a school facility professional. Correct. And uh, this is her first board meeting where you dig right into that. And uh, uh, first and foremost, welcome. And thank you for um, saying no to doing a podcast and then saying <laughs> yes. This is your first podcast, correct? It is not. Oh, it isn't. It's my first one with you. Okay. Thank you for asking. Oh, okay. Well, now it's, I always like to know what I'm doing. I know I always like to know what, I'm, what I've got here. I would, right. you know. So you're a seasoned professional in podcasts. Okay, well, this is hopefully this is going to be one of your more favorite ones because this is a complete ad lib. So tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So my name is Amy Roderick, and I'm the director for Missouri School Boards Association Center for Education Safety. Um, In that role, we are the state's Center for Education Safety that provides school safety resources, training, guidance. Um, recommendations, assistance, whatever it might be to all of Missouri's schools. Um, I did not start in education, so this has been a new transition for me. Um, My background is in public safety, so I was a probation parole officer for many years. Then I was the um, chief investigator for the attorney general's office in our public safety division, um, working criminal cases. And then I was the inspector general for the state of Missouri. Wow. And then when I retired from the state, um, MSBA approached me and um, convinced me to come into this role as the director for the center. Very cool. I did not know any of that. Yeah, that yeah. that's a that is quite the uh, resume and the 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 route to get to where you are today. It is an interesting route. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So tell us more about the Center for Education Safety. I know you're providing resources and help for all the school districts in the state. What does that mean? So that means a lot. Yeah. Um, we touch all er- all areas of school safety. So um, it might be threat assessment. It might be environmental health, emergency operations, um, behaviors, concerning behaviors, suicide prevention. I mean, anything um, that can connect to say, creating safe environments. And so through that, through an agreement with Missouri Department of Public Safety and Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, we're designated as the state school safety center. We don't have a governmental agency that oversees school safety efforts in Missouri. Hmm. So we work with them. They're two of our biggest partners, but we work with local, public, private, federal organizations, other states mm-hmm. um, on um, comprehensive school safety planning and development. And does that include um, nature, acts of, you know, uh, tornado preparedness and um, gas explosions, like everything all-encompassing? Yes, yes. So when schools are planning, um, looking at those threats through their emergency operations plans, we provide a like a risk um, assessment tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they can look at all those threats that could be potentials. And yes, they need to be including those things. Um, if they live near a railroad track, they need yep. to think about what if there's a derailment. Yeah. Um, because most of your emergency situations are going to be weather related, some yeah. other kind of event such as that, and not actually what we typically think in school safety. Right. Well, that's the big thing is everybody's thinking, you know, it's 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 a active shooter. That's the first thing. It's really not. It's um, I mean, the, the worst tragedies that have hit schools 
were uh, tornadoes, mm-hmm. storms. I think there was a, a train derailment, a train derailment, mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. gas explosion. Right, right. Um, and what's crazy is we didn't we didn't, train derailments we haven't heard about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden we've got uh, Ohio has one or two. We've got one in um, I think it was Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one in Missouri last year too. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Was it, was, Northwest Missouri. Was it a bad one? With, it was a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. yeah. I saw the trains. We were over in um, uh, Turner, Kansas. We saw the, the all the different train train rails. I was amazed. I'm from Boston. We don't have yeah. the we don't have the hub of trains, <laughs> right. tra- train freight trains that go along. And so when we were going by that, I was thinking, wow, that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to think about because mm-hmm. we just have the only thing we see is passenger trains, right? right. You know, we do have freight cars and everything, but it's yeah. it's really a big thing there. Um, and Joplin had a, t- a tornado. Mm-hmm. That's a, mm-hmm. I think that was the deadliest tornado. And yep. I don't know if it's in history still, but it was a bad right. one. Yeah. And just that, that was on a Sunday. Think about yeah. what happened if that was, you know, oh, on a school, day, school day, the next day. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been doing this for MSBA? Uh, three and a half years now. Wow. And, and did they have this before? Did you create this program? Or? Not create this. So yes. So um, prior to MSBA absorbing the Center for Education Safety, um, oh, I'm going to say back in, I don't know, 95, 96, um, we had a, a retired FBI agent that came to work as Missouri's Homeland Security Director. Mm-hmm. And so he began working in Homeland Security as one of their priority mission areas. Yep. And so that started the conversation with Department of Ed, Department of Public Safety. And so they started working through school safety training and initiatives and, and kind of getting that process um, squared away. So then when Homeland Security decided that school safety as funding kind of dried up through Homeland Security and they're narrowing their focus through domestic terrorism and, yeah. and those kinds of things it wasn't deemed that school safety was a primary mission. Yeah. And so when they stopped funding school safety, nobody stepped up to take that on except MSBA. Yeah. And so at that time, MSBA was providing office space and some part-time people. And it, w- it was a partnership between Department of Ed and Public Safety and MSBA. Yeah. And when Department of Ed and Public Safety kind of stepped away, MSBA stood up and formalized the center um, in 2012 and, and took full financial responsible responsibility for it. You know, what's, what's great about this is um, there's such a, uh, a thought that um, schools, communities, states, organizations only pay attention to school safety mm-hmm. when something happens. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And unfortunately right. the only thing that really takes the focus is school shootings. Right. Um, and it's so refreshing and it's, great to hear and see that there's organizations that are stepping up and saying, Hey, we're doing all this stuff. We're going to continue this mm-hmm. stuff. And we're not just going to do it as a reactionary. We're going to right. be proactive. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure out all of the different mm-hmm. things and challenges that could, that could cause difficulty with the school. And we're going to train and right. provide resources. Um, suicide prevention is a huge one. Mental health um, that that's only getting worse. Um, and I, I just talked to a district that I had no idea that, that, you know, um, guidance counselors were typically the yeah. the, the communicator with kids to, to and, and big key were being guidance guiding the, the students um, but now schools have mental health coordinators and mental mm-hmm. health uh, faculty and staff that all they do is listen to kids and help kids and, and try to understand when they're having difficulties before the difficulty oh. gets to be too right too much for them. right 
Um, now, do you do you go to a lot of schools? We do. We're in schools every day. This week, we were in four different districts. You do that every um, training all the time, depending on what school districts need. Um, um, you know, speaking of the mental health, we we train in behavioral risk assessment, which most people know that is threat assessment. Yeah. Um, we look at as there's other concerning behaviors besides someone wanting to make a violent act. Yeah. Uh, or commit a violent act on a school. And so we train yeah. districts to formulate those multidisciplinary teams, um, start looking at the context of what that behavior is, getting to the root of that, and then developing a case plan for managing that student for however long it takes wow. to manage that student. And so that's an industry standard. And that's a priority for us to make sure schools have those multidisciplinary teams in place. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, are you familiar with the company Gaggle? Mm-hmm. Yes. It- I never would have thought that was something that you needed, Yeah, you yeah. know, and it, they, they talk about hundreds of lives saved yeah. just by looking for keywords, keywords. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. addressing that. Right. Um, I, I, I'm just blown away right. that that's a life. That's a world we live yeah. in today that you need to have yeah. technology to, to basically look for triggers or keywords right. to try to prevent or help someone from doing And it's the same thing, you know, from as crime analysts and intel analysts, when you're looking at terrorism, it's the same concept. You're just putting it at that school level to look at those behaviors that um, could could harm a child, harm others, harm property. Um, Same concept that we've been doing in the intel community for years. We're not doing that in schools. Yeah. And do you, so when it comes to going to schools or helping schools, are they reaching out to you or do you reach out to them or is it is it a combination of the two or is there just a is there a cyclical program where you go all right every you know we're in lee summit so you know every every april we're coming out to lee summit and we're going to sit down with them and we're going to do a, an assessment or do a checklist i'm assuming you have some sort of checklist that you give them or um well kind of um it's both we reach out to schools they reach out to us um we provide uh, a school safety academy um, so Missouri law requires each district to have a school safety coordinator to become um, knowledgeable in state, local, and federal school violence prevention resources, yeah. and then relay those resources within your district and implement with what what fiscal abilities you have or capabilities that you have. Um, but there's nothing that says, what does that mean to be knowledgeable in that? Yeah. So we applied for a federal grant and we have a federal stop school violence grant, in which we stood up an academy. So we have a 20 hour basic academy that walks you through 30,000 foot of what comprehensive school safety planning and development is in some of those priority areas. Hmm. And then once they complete that, then they become a school safety specialist certified under um, Missouri School Boards Association. And then they have continuing education hours that they do annually. Yep. So once they go back to their district and walk away with their next steps, yep. go back and assess where are we at in these areas, then we help yep. them plan and set action plans and program or, or train or whatever it is they feel they have a gap. Mm-hmm. And so we work with schools from there in continuing that developmental process. So the continuing at hours, are they required for a certain number of hours or is that eight hours a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems, now, that seems pretty fair. It is reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, some schools are like, you should require more. We need more. And it's like, let's, let's start here. And some, we have those overachievers that, that yeah. do more. Um, 
but Missouri doesn't require schools to do a whole lot or mandate around school safety. Um, we believe in that local control. So we do our best to try to train schools. This is what the industry standard is. Yep. Here are what some requirements in Missouri are as far as statutory requirements um, and, and help them find their way. Each, each district's unique. Each district has different resources. And so we also, I really see us as a broker yeah. that we connect schools with resources, but we connect schools with other schools so they can learn from one another and, and share yeah. um, those challenges. Yeah. Missouri's a, I'm, I'm learning about Missouri. Mm -hmm. as, I, as I've said in just about every episode, mm -hmm. I'm from Boston because, and what I love about having my first in-person podcast is none of my guests are, are showering me with chiefs logo <laughs> stuff. Right. I mean, Saloon Stutzer, he, he, he just had a tie that just had the yeah. chiefs logo all over. I mean, you guys are killing me. Right. right. But I come right. out here in person and nobody's got nobody's the, chiefs, done that. The, the, the chiefs logo stuff, but um, so I'm learning a lot about the state, the dynamics, and it's it's a very interesting state because you've got, um, and my numbers might be off, but I think it's 885,000 students, give or take, in the state. Yeah. yeah, and you have about 500 school districts, but there's only like 30 school districts that are over 5,000 kids. Right. It's very, right. the majority of schools are, are rural schools, yeah. and what what was also interesting is, uh, I don't have the exact number, but it's a really big number of school districts are in a four-day school week. Yeah, we have about 150 districts that are doing yeah, four days. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and Independence mm -hmm. is the first that's over 5,000 students mm -hmm. that's moving to a four-day because most of them are smaller mm -hmm. rural districts. Um, but that that has a whole other level of complexity right. and challenge and difficulty mm -hmm. that you know other areas in the country don't. What it was interesting was um, the four-day school week, I just found out through a um, Missouri ASBO podcast, uh, they had a, uh, a gentleman on there that does 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 all the research on, you know, the pros and cons. And what was interesting was uh, this is only something that's allowed west of the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So you have you you have a, a a series of complexities with that that right. that only west of the Mississippi has. Okay. Um, so you don't have, you know, every state coming together and sharing best practices right. and right. what do you do about this and how do you. Um, because now instead of the school being open five days for school, mm -hmm. it, it's, all schools are open seven days. It's right. only it's it's four days, right? Um, which gives it three days where other stuff is happening. Other groups could be coming in. Right. Um, I suspect I haven't done my homework on this, but I suspect that there's probably, um, and if it hasn't happened, it's genius in my opinion that that childcare offering for that mm -hmm. fifth day right. is in schools right. that could be private right. organizations just utilizing the space. Right. It's a heck of a business opportunity yeah. if you ask and, me. And it's an opportunity. Some schools use that fourth day for students that need that enhanced learning, tutoring, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. um, they still use that fifth day for pro professional development for yep. their staff. So it's still ongoing. There's still people in the building. Right. It's just, we maybe do just, it different. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is all, fascinating amazing stuff that you're doing um how does it fit to the mass school plant managers association <laughs> what are you doing here yeah. so, that's <laughs> so a couple years ago um i met charlie um and asked us to do some safety sessions because he wanted safety sessions at his conference and yeah. so we started engaging with um and, and Charlie knew my predecessor as well. Yeah. And so um, on what, how do we connect school safety to plant managers? Well, the way we, everybody in that school has a role in school safety. It doesn't matter what your position is. Teacher, yeah. cafeteria, school nurse, plant manager, teacher, 
SRO, whoever administrator has a role. Yeah. And so um, we have been engaging with our plant managers to, you know, what, what's that physical safety look like? You yeah. know, schools are going to retrofitting, you know, glass, having protective film or installing bulletproof glass, secured vestibules, lighting in your parking lots, bollards in front of your building. So a car can't come through it. Yeah. Um, you know, those kinds of things. And so, um, we've been working with them on that, on those assessments, doing those side assessments and checking for your vulnerabilities, or yep. we like to say your opportunities for improvement mm-hmm. um, and engaging the plant managers to be able to have a say, lead in helping to create a school, a safe school environment mm-hmm. um, and arming them with information and knowledge that they can work with their administrative staff to take to their school boards to be able to um, fiscally support what needs to happen in that school environment. That's a, that's a good reason to be here. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great reason. I think, yeah. It, it, and, and I don't see it, it. It's happening more around the country where um, safety security organizations, Wisconsin's had it for a while. Um, they've had it for a long time where um, the organizations, WISCO, Wisconsin safety. Safety coordinator association. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I've met with they, them. they have their conference mm-hmm. and then immediately after same location, same week, next day, um, Wisconsin ASBO has their facility management mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really interesting because I, I went there this year to the WASBO conference, but I got up there early and I went to the WISCA conference mm-hmm. and I expected that there would be this whole sea of different people. And the reality was, was a ton of facility professionals that right. were tr- looking to learn, mm-hmm. um, improve this, the safety and security of the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their opportunities for improvement. Right, right. Uh, and then the next day they went into the equivalent of the MSPMA conference, mm-hmm. what I thought was really kind of right. neat and interesting. So, well, and we train, you know, for incident command. So that's foreign to schools. Mm-hmm. Um, first responders, EMS, emergency management get what, you know, um, incident command where you have a mass critical event and you have people coming in and you have a command team that's, yeah. you know, controlling what's going on. Well, in schools, schools control that environment until something happens. Say it's a mass critical event. Yep. You've got all these first responders. Somebody's got a transition control. Then once the threat is neutralized or whatever it is, yeah. then it goes, transition goes back to the school and now they need to recover and rebuild. And yep. so plant managers and facility staff have a huge role in that process. Oh, yeah. And so we train around when you have those mass critical events, mm-hmm. your incident commander for your schools that's partnering with your first responders, yep. the managers are the good person to be. Oh, yeah. um, they know that building inside and out. They know how to get in. They know how to get out. They know where all the shutoffs are. They they just know everything about that campus. And so yep. when you're trying to resolve an issue, whether it's re- weather, intruder, whatever it might be, yep. they're a key role in that process. Yeah, it's uh, they hold all the keys. Yes, they do. They hold they <laughs> yes, hold they all do. the keys, and they're typically in those incidents. Um, many of the times, it's the custodians that are mm-hmm. the, the first responder. Right. Well, everybody, and right. when something happens, everyone is a first, first responder. responder. Yes, but typically, from from a, an incident perspective, um, and I, and I can I can say uh, Rick Thorne, uh, who was a custodian. If it wasn't for for him. Uh, in Sandy Hook, there would have been a lot more casualties mm-hmm. because he was in the hallway when the yeah. shooter came into the building and he ran down the hallway and he called the police. He ran down the hallway right. and yelled for people to close and lock their doors. He didn't right. run into a classroom and just close the right. door. He ran down the hallway and initiated everyone to close their doors and hide, mm-hmm. um, which 
arguably saved a lot of lives. Right. Um, and training uh, your staff yes. and your team and facilities yes. to say, hey, you might be pushing a broom or turning a wrench, but there's a high likelihood, of, you know, a storm could pop up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, it does something to someone that doesn't see a lot of tornado shelters when they come out to right. Missouri or Kansas and on every wall, there's an arrow with which way there's a tornado right. shelter. But, you know, the likelihood that a facility professional is in the hallway when that, I'm guessing a siren goes off, yep. alert now, it's phone, right. phone alerts. Right. It used to be, uh, I'm guessing, a, a loud horn that went mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. Uh, a wide area. But, um, you know, it's a high likelihood you're going to be the person in the hallway that's mm-hmm. going to need to direct those frantic, anxiety-filled right. people that right. are saying, oh, my God, where do I go, even though the arrow's right in front right. of me. Right. Um, so that's that's great. Yeah, um, they should they should be a key team member in those emergency operations planning yep. meetings and developing those plans and training yep. um, along with your school nurses. Yeah. You know, school nurses and plant managers and custodians and, and for those emergency times. But, you know, those people in those roles hear things going on in the school. Yep. Kids confide in them and they also can be a good preventative Yep. Um, person that can be out and about and seeing and doing these things and they could be trusted adults for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that in, in on reunification, like coming off site, yes. a lot of times they have the custodian uh, yes. in the front of the line mm-hmm. guiding those kids because those, those are the ones that the students actually feel most comfortable yes. with because right. they don't reprimand them. Right. 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 For, as a rule, they don't. Sometimes right. they do, but right. they're not, they're not yeah. the authoritative teacher yeah. that's sitting them in a classroom yeah. and teaching them they're the they're the comforting person that's smiling yep. and saying hello and, and yep. doing all that yep. um no it's very interesting yeah in 2022 no 2021 um we we provide a heroes among us award mm-hmm. to someone within the school community that's gone above and beyond and demonstrated um some kind of leadership in school safety and we actually awarded um, a custodian at one of our Jackson school district um, as our hero among us because of the connection he had with kids and the comfort they felt coming yep. to him and, and the time he spent with them um, in addition to doing his job. And so he just made a difference in that school environment. Yeah, that is cool. Well, let's, I want to transition before I, uh, before I, before I let you go mm-hmm. and get to uh, the rest of the professional development here. Today was your first MSPMA board meeting. Yes. And you are one of the first, if not the first, non-facility professional that's on the board. Correct. Uh, how was the meeting? What did you think? Are you going to come to the next one? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's great. I've worked with several of these people in the last couple of years, just yep. in, in different um, ways and conferences I've been attending. Um, the MSPMA conference for the last, well, actually, since I've been director, Center for Education Safety always has a booth there. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's just really nice to engage with them on a different level. Yeah. Um, and it helps me also continue to understand how we're all connected. Yeah. And how what we do and how the SRO and what the school nurse and the school safety coordinator Everything they all do connects to one another. Mm-hmm. So it helps provide me some of that additional insight on how I can keep those connections going with all of these different groups. And so this is a great group to work with. It is. I mean, I, I got to be a fly on the mm-hmm. wall. I was in the back of the room yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the board meeting. And, and that's it, it's my uh, third board meeting that I've mm-hmm. been able to, um, to do that. 
<laughs> well, I, I don't sit at the I don't sit at the big right? table. I don't sit at the big table. Uh, I I sit in the back and I just observe and I'll occasionally, uh, if asked, I'll mm-hmm. I'll say something or occasionally I'll get on my soapbox without being prompted to. <laughs> right. But, but um, no, it really is a great group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the synergy, the camaraderie. Uh, I was talking to Josh Schaefer this morning on the podcast and uh, I shared with him, I says like everybody checks their ego at the door. Like right. it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, and it seems like they, I don't know how they did it, but they figured out how to find complimentary, um, complimentary, um, uh, trying to think of, it, it, everyone has a complimentary piece to them. Uh-huh. And it's like, not all, everyone does the same thing. Right. They all have right. different skills that they, that they bring mm-hmm. to the table but they all have this servant leadership, you know, what can we do all hands on deck uh, mindset. It's just really cool Mm -hmm. to watch. So um, welcome to the board and thank you. Thank you you for, for for being a part of the board. Thank you for all that you do with the, uh, with the schools in Missouri. And I'm sure that your, your work and your efforts are also seen in other parts of the country and that they're making a difference, not just in your community, your state, but the country. Uh, doing what's most important, which is keeping our kids uh, and our communities that are using those buildings and spaces as safe as possible. So um, this has been great. I took three, two and a half, three, two pages of notes and just jotting down here. Um, and I learned so much about you and I look forward to uh, learning from you more and seeing you in September at the yes. fall conference. You're going to have some, be here. you're going to have some specific safety sessions. I right. think they're earmarked just, uh, just for you that's safety specific and um, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, because this is a this this is a um, well, I, sh- I should say I just ran the the uh, kind of the, the where where are people listening map, uh-huh. um, and I, I made a comment about three weeks ago that it was like ninety some odd percent of our listeners were all in Missouri, which is great. Yeah. We've got a couple thousand views and downloads on yeah. on eight podcasts, which means we've got a couple hundred on each episode. Um, but we're getting people from outside of Missouri, but. If a Missouri school wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach you or schedule or um, say, hey, I need some help or you've been out to help me and I, I need to, I need a tune up. Right, right. Uh, so you can go to the Missouri School Boards Association website. There's a Center for Education Safety block. You click on that and you can find our information or anyone can call me at 573-638-7501 extension 420. Um, I'm happy to help. Um, we also help other states too, like you mentioned uh, yep. around on the uh, chair for the National School Safety Alliance, where um, all points of contact or school safety directors, we meet twice a month yep. and we talk about these very things, challenges across the nation, um, trends, legislation, you know, we share policies, procedures, templates. Yeah. And so then I'm able to bring that back to Missouri yeah. And and give some more examples to um, show our schools you're you're not in this alone. Yeah, and it can be overwhelming. Yeah, because uh, it it's, it's just um, safety is just such a very busy place. Yeah. There is no one best practice, and there's you know a lot of things that work. There's some things that don't work. There's mm-hmm. some things that work mm-hmm. in one school but don't work in another. Right. So it's really a right. uh, a lot of there's a there's definitely a lot of. Uh, uh, peer sharing and, and right. everything that that right. makes a huge difference well this has been great i'm going to get uh i'll get your contact information yeah. and the website on the show notes and thank you for right. giving me some some of your time this in-person podcast <laughs> stuff is. is really is really going well for me i have no chief's memorabilia nobody brought me any little 
Mahomes bobbleheads. I didn't give anybody a heads up. Truth is, I didn't give any of our guests a heads up. So for those of you watching on YouTube, I've literally just been grabbing. Uh, I've been grabbing these people today uh, because they're awesome. And I want to have them on the podcast to share with you. And I don't take no for an answer. So uh, I, I, I allowed you to say no this morning. And then I, I had I had Charlie, my pit bull. Uh, I told Charlie, he, he put you on a list. So he said, you want to have Amy on the podcast? And uh, and I said, I asked her, and she said no. And Charlie said, okay, well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see, we'll see about right. that. Yeah, let's get lunch, and then we'll have, then we'll right. do the podcast. So you know, I'm happy to do anything for them. This is a yep. wonderful group, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. Yeah, well, we'll have you on again in September, and right. uh, look forward to seeing how you're progressing and how the board meetings are going and yep. all that fun stuff. So this has been a great episode, as you can see. Missouri School Plant Managers Association is really thinking outside the box. They're not just making sure that everybody that comes to the table is all the same. They're doing all the things uh, that you would want an association to do to maximize a, a, a student, a faculty member, a community citizen, anyone that's using these school facilities for any purpose to giving them the absolute best experience facility experience that they can that's safety healthy cleanliness uh everything all encompassing and uh amy's proof positive of that because i don't know a lot of associations that have done this and uh, i'm excited to see the uh, the expansion and growth of this and um in the meantime if you like what you hear we would love your five-star rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice. Follow us on YouTube. If you can follow us on LinkedIn, we're going to start as soon as we hit to that, that threshold of followers, we can start doing our podcast live where we can do question and answer, which will be great. Uh, but in the meantime, have a great day and uh, be sure to reach out to Amy and her team if you need some help. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. <laughs>